Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever heard Gary Vee and his army of superfans say that 90% of NFT projects will fail? I think most people are just saying that, repeating everything that Gary says, but there is a lot of truth behind that if you really think about it and evaluate what he's saying. There's a saying that we say a lot in sports that is, the cream always rises to the top. In other words, a very small portion will always separate itself from the rest. And in the NFT space, these are just not your typical mints that are just trying to sell out, but they're truly building a business. They are a startup company, and the initial mint is basically like their initial seed money. So today we're going to discuss what separates the cool projects from a legitimate business. When I originally recorded this episode, I really spoke about a wax project that got me excited about the whole community building aspect of this whole NFT space. However, I realized that I did not do it very well and I scrapped the idea simply because if taken out of context, it'll seem like I'm trying to spread FUD. If you're not familiar with that term, FUD means fear, uncertainty, and doubt. However, what I was trying to say is the initial reasons why I got into the project and how I view it now are not really in alignment simply because it's not being evaluated in a fair aspect. So it really sparked this whole idea and just making it general. And I'm going to give an overview as basically showing that there are different types of projects, how the criteria of them should be. And that is what I learned through this whole process. So first and foremost, when this initial mint goes off, The projects that are just trying to mint out, like that is their final goal is to get to that 10,000, that 5,000, whatever it might be. For many projects, that is it. There is a trivial roadmap that might give some community benefits and what have you, but there is no general business plan or there's nothing to go beyond that. Having a community, a social club, a hangout group on Discord or whatever it might be. And in the marketing world, because if you're not familiar with the podcast, I actually have a marketing background and we like to say in marketing that this is just an offer and it's not necessarily a business. And a business is a repeatable, scalable process that you can do over and over to continually bring in money. And of course, those revenues are then going to be reinvested into growing the business and expanding the brand and helping the customers to reach whatever goals that it is that you're trying to help them accomplish. Now, giving you a basic example of this without going into a whole marketing dissertation and showing you how all these different things versus an offer and a business and all that, I'm just going to use something that most people should be able to understand. The iPhone is a product. It is simply the offer that Apple is making. However, the business itself around the iPhone is the whole ecosystem. Because if you actually look and study out why Apple's making so much money, why they're the most valuable company, generally speaking, Apple's at the top of the food chain. The reason is because they built an entire ecosystem around the iPhone. Believe it or not, They're not really a computer company, so much so that they dropped the computers off the name, I forget, probably about five, 10 years ago, simply because when they were founded, it was Apple computers, but the iPhone completely changed their entire business model. It really started back in the iPod day, but I'm going to use the iPhone because that's what really changed their company and caused them to drop off that computer from the name. Basically, when somebody gets an iPhone, they're into the app store. Not only that, they're into all of the accessories, the ecosystem, as far as the Apple Watch 
watch all the fitness, all the services. We're talking about the streaming music or the TV shows. Then, of course, because of it's easy to sync up and swap data between the desktop, you're going to get a MacBook or an iMac or whatever it might be, whatever system that they currently have. Then you're going to get the tablet. I mean, why are you going to get a Samsung tablet when everything syncs with iCloud and everything? You have all your services, your books, everything syncs in one place. You're going to get that. Then, of course, you're going to get the Apple Card because that just syncs beautifully with your phone. You don't have to take out anything. All of this stuff just syncs up and it's just all secure and it's just amazing. You just use your thumbprint and it's just absolutely great. And what they're doing is they're adding more services. They're adding more value. Those uh, keychain things that help you to find your keys and whatever device or whatever bags or whatever it is that you put it on. They built an entire ecosystem. And that's the difference between an offer, a company that might just be offering a phone and really building a business. Because a lot of people want to offer these NFTs and just mint out. Beyond that, there really isn't much. Okay, they might have a charity aspect. They might have a meetup or some merch. But okay, what are you doing to expand all of that? And that's where things really separate. And that's where the cream comes in. And with those businesses, as I said, this is the launch phase. And that money for that mint is going to be used, reinvested, and is going to end up generating more revenue and benefiting those holders in one way or another. That is where that whole word utility comes in. And utility is not just hanging out and having access to a Discord server or whatever it might be. I mean, that is cool. Don't get me wrong. You might get some alpha, meet some cool people, but there is a lot more. How is this business growing? How is it funding its ongoing life? Because the business takes on a life of its own. And in a lot of cases, you can tell when a project is truly a business versus just a project when it actually has a company identity, starts to have a team, has lawyers and all sort of things like that, because accounting and all those different things is really what goes into a business. All those things are not necessarily needed when it's just a project having fun. And again, having that distinction and all these things, you might not see all of them up front, but as the team, the founders speak and you actually see how their roadmap is going, what their plans are going forward, that's what's really separating the the coffee from the cream, if you will, or in this case, the projects that are just mints and having fun and having their heyday right now and what's going to be around in that nine in that five, 10 year span, as Gary and the army has been saying that most of these projects are going to fail because most small businesses fail. And even the ones that have the best intentions to be a business, they're still going to fail. So the ones that really have no plan whatsoever, and they're just going forward and just a cool meetup, whatever it is, still, some of those might be around, but the general majority of them, you can see right now what's going on in the market. The prices are falling and people are jumping ship. Liquidity is drying up and it's just a crazy world right now. But the people who are looking at this mint opportunity and building this community as the fundraiser for this business and expanding, well, they're going to be around. And that's the thing too. There's collectors and there's investors. And a collector is someone who is literally just buying things for their own personal benefit and their personal like, and not necessarily thinking about it for the long run and flipping it, how they're going to income for this and generate generational wealth and all those different things. So a good example of that is how I started out everything on wax. I was just buying things that I liked and I was not thinking about, okay, this is going to be an income generating piece of art or anything of that nature. It's just that I like those things and I was buying them as if you've listened to uh, my previous episodes and really get to know me is I was in middle school when uh, Pokemon cards came out. 
And that was really the first thing that I started collecting. Actually, no, probably even before that. I collected Pogs because when Pogs had their reinvention, if you will, their reintroduction. But through my elementary school days and everything, there's so many things that I've collected. I collected Pokemon cards, yo-yos, Pogs, and uh, quite a few things. I said Cogs because they actually reinvented them on the Wax blockchain. Those Pogs, which are those milk caps, uh, if you're familiar with that. But anyways, going to this whole thing. That is how I came into it. So anyone that's really collecting, let's say, for example, blockchains that are awesome at that is Wax and Tezos. Over there is a great collector base, the community. They're really buying things that they enjoy. And don't get me wrong, there's opportunities to make money. There's opportunities to flip. You get some rare ones or a particular collection or an artist really takes off. Because even on Wax, there's some certain things that I purchased literally for a cent. And right now, they're selling for 10, 15, 20x of what I bought them for. Of course, not a fortune. I'm not going to buy a house with it. But if I buy something for 17 cents and now it is selling for $15, that is a huge markup. But again, I never bought those things with the intentions of using this to pay for my house. I bought them for the simple fact that I liked them. I liked that artist and uh, the project in itself. And that is a collector. Now, an investor, we're primarily going to find investors in ETH and Soul. Those people are buying these NFTs and getting into it for the sole purpose. I won't say the sole purpose, but for the main purpose of somehow getting a financial return, whether that be within the network of that community or that is via selling it, flipping it, whatever you want to call it. But they're looking at it as, okay, if this person could possibly blow up and be socially relevant in five or 10 years, while the value of this particular NFT or this art is going to be worth so much more that I know down the line, I could definitely flip it. So that is a completely different ballgame in itself than just someone who's collecting for their own personal gains. Because a lot of the things that I have collected just for the sake of collection's sake, I don't even know what they're selling for, the floor price. The only reason why I could tell you that one that went up from 17 cents is simply because I was looking for new things to buy from that collection and I realized that all the prices went up and much to my surprise, I said, wow, everything is great over here. They're doing pretty well. That's just awesome because this is someone that I have uh, been in conversations with in spaces and what have you. So to see that the artwork is taking off, I'm really excited to be a part of that and what have you. So it's either way, it's not like I bought it with the idea of some sort of investment or anything. I just simply like it. I thought it was cool and I wanted a piece of it. Like I just want to hold it. And if it turns out that this is something culturally significant 10, 15 years from now, awesome. But that is not why I purchased it. So going back to the whole thing, when I was actually speaking about how I initially recorded an episode, and that was actually set to go out this morning. But however, I said, you know what? I don't really like how I presented that, and it's going to seem like I'm fudding the project. And I don't think I was fairly discussing it as far as knowing what my intentions were getting into that project and how it lines up with these various criteria. Well, was this an investment or was this for a collect? And honestly, it was for collection sake because I only purchased one of it. If it was an investment at the price that I was getting it at, I would have bought a whole bunch of them and said, okay, great, I'm going to flip this or whatever it is. But I just like that piece. I like the artwork and I wanted it for myself. Now, there have uh, been other aspects to the roadmap that had gaming and tokenomics and all sorts of other things. And I was like, you know what? I don't really think they can roll this out in a sustainable way. And I had some tokens and I ended up selling the tokens. But then I 
I realize I'm not presenting this correctly because it's going to sound like I am down and out on the project, and that is not the case. I'm actually very bullish on the artwork. I like the artists. I like what they're doing, and I would be willing to even go and purchase more art at this time. However, I'm not looking at it as something that's going to, again, help me build a house in the future or be some generational wealth changing thing that I'm going to pass down to build schools and put in an endowment fund or anything of that nature. I just think that it is awesome art, and I absolutely like it. So regardless of what their plans are, their intentions of their roadmap, if they can actually execute these things, it doesn't matter to me in the sense that I just like the art. So even if they go out of business, I could still say, okay, I have this awesome NFT that I have no intentions of selling because I've been collecting more of this particular art and I haven't sold any of them. Honestly, I don't even know what the resale value for any of these are because I haven't attempted to sell it. I haven't really looked at the market and I just like showing them to people. It's like, hey, check this out, <laughs> you know? So whether or not all the stuff that they're doing with gaming and tokens and all that even plans out, it does not matter to me. But I just wanted to say that there is a huge difference between a project that is just minting and the sake of it is to sell that artwork. So that even really falls into the category of the one of one pieces that artist is creating art and he just wants to get that art out into the world, whether that is to sustain their own living so that they can keep creating art or they actually want to leave some kind of legacy or whatever it might be. Who knows? There's different things, but that is simply art. And the whole business of that is selling that art. But then there are projects that have huge roadmaps. They have teams, they have plans and aspirations, partnerships, deals. They're doing licensing deals and arrangements with uh, production houses, creating games and tokenomics and all of those different things. And that's when you really have to evaluate these now as a business. Okay, is this team someone that can execute this stuff? What is their track record and what's going on over there? And some of the projects that I've spoke about in the past and I'll tell you why I've bought them, why I'm in that project. I like the founders. But however, whether they go to the moon or fall flat on the face, I can definitely say that I got into it with right expectations. And just as with any other business, it is hit and miss. Not everyone's going to be success. And the ones that are purely art, whether or not that artist comes to prominence and is the next Picasso of the blockchain or whatever it might be, it really doesn't matter to me because I have something that I like. And again, I had no intentions of selling it. I bought it for myself as a collection and it's sitting there in my wallet. Awesome. I can show it to some friends. So that is all the utility I need. I'm excited about that. And whether or not they decide to uh, chase other rabbits and try to expand their portfolio and fall flat in that avenue, I would still say that the project or that group or whatever it might be did not fail in the sense that at the heart, they're artists and they put out some amazing art. And I can't say anything negative about that. So that is why I did not release the initial episode, had to re-record and everything because I didn't want to make it sound like I am knocking this artist. Or another thing that actually, I'll be honest, made me reevaluate how I spoke about it is I was on Twitter and I was reading like some stuff that someone had write, written about an, another project. And I'm thinking like, something's really fishy here. Like this seems like it's some sort of FUD campaign or whatever it is, because this person is saying some pretty negative things. However, they're holding the tokens. Like, why don't they just sell it? Like, why not just get rid of the NFT if you have nothing but negative things to say about the project? And that sort of made me think is like, well, you know, that could sort of be the way someone interprets how I was speaking about that project and missing the point that 
I absolutely love it. And I have said that I've even purchased more of it and what have you. But now that they're trying to do other things, and I just don't necessarily think that it's going to work out in that avenue is not really something I really want to put out there. And power to anyone that is trying something, uh, shooting for the moon. And that's why we're all in the space, right? We're trying to go to the moon with this. And some of the stuff is not going to work out. Some of the stuff is going to work out. And there's enough FUD, or I should say, fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market right now. So I didn't really want to contribute to that. Hopefully, you found some value in this. And I'd love to know, what are some just amazing art projects that you are checking out right now, whether you hold it or not? I would definitely appreciate if you just share some of that with me over at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And honestly, it doesn't even matter if you own it or not, because there's some certain things that I absolutely love and like to talk about. However, it's way out of my price range. So there's nothing wrong with sharing something saying, hey, this is really cool and not really owning it. I'm saying I'm going to go search your wallet and call you a hypocrite or false or anything of that nature. But I get it. There's only but so many things that we can purchase, but there's no limit to what we can like. So feel free to share it with me. But as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this. And I look forward to us continuing to learn and build Web3 together. So until the next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.